Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Oh, yeah, baby. Thank you for listening and calling into today's show. Thanks to Black and Abdallah. They're on tonight, 6 until 8. Right after Waddle and Sylvie. The boys are here now for Crosstalk. Hello, boys. What's up? What's happening? What is going on? It's a football porn conversation yesterday with uh, Greg Olson. That was good stuff. Yeah, he's he's a very Solid. compelling conversation guy. Solid. Yeah, he good. says stuff that makes you think. Good well thought down. out. Yes, good analyses. Good breakdown. I was, was you know what, good. Karma couldn't get myself to ask him to use the phrase "piss missile." I thought that was that would have been a violation you know, of just good conduct. Yeah, and I don't think he look. He's working on a national broadcast for Fox. Right, like he, he can't knows say piss li- We can say that. There's a limit. I didn't even. I've never even heard the term until I you used it like three or four months. You ago. would have been infatuated with piss missile and offered up either brucellosis or botulism. <laughs> I couldn't pronounce brucellosis. I, I know brucellosis is tough. That's a way of working something in, but. A veteran announcer could find a way to work that in, maybe with the big guys. Why would you want to talk about you sickness, know? though, Johnny? Why not? Why would well, I, I talk mean, about it's sickness? darkness on the edge of town. Why not talk I about it? But like, what we're talking about is a play in the game when the right. ball's whistling by the anything. ear, lo- uh, ear hole of a linebacker. What if you catch a, a view where a fan has been overserved? And all of a sudden, mm. well, he's vomiting go. over the wall. Ooh. Oh, he may have a case of botulism there, right? Why Perfect. would you? Right there. He could have fit it in. Send Greg a text. You've got to find a scenario to be able to work something like that in. Mm. That man hasn't been overserved. He has botulism. Right. That's right. Well, there's Thank a big you. salmonella. Is it salmon? It's salm- sal. Sal. If you're from no. Chicago, it's salmonella. It's your cousin, it's salmonella. It's my cousin, salmonella. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Salmonella. Salmonella. I don't know. Salmonella. There's, there's a huge outbreak. I know. Do you know there was in the... Charcuterie meats and stuff. Was it? Yeah. When? When was that? Now. Really? You're not curing your meat from Costco. It's a, oh, like the well, brand is called. It's, I don't want it's to a specific you. brand. They're not a sponsor here, right? Well, but it's not. It it's, a, it's a brand that is sold and popular at Costco. There's like a huge recall. Do you know? There's also. I think they were doing that with like the uh, the the um, like the chocolate chip granola bars. Oh, is that right? My wife told me that the other day. Oh boy. Because I be I eat those Boy, daily. The kids eat, the, yeah. eat them all the time. So just be careful. We threw them all out. Yeah, throw yeah. Them. Not sure whether or not they were the right brand, but we just threw them out. I just start. Put them in I see salmonella, and I'm like, that's yeah. it. I'm yeah, throwing you everything that. out. Yeah. You don't want everything that. in the house is gone. We're going to buy everything new. No, I was just at Costco. We got the house. Thank you. I don't want salmonella, Key. Thank you. Or sal. Or salmonella. You're looking young today, Tyler. What? <laughs> he tasted my like veal, buddy. Yeah. Did he look old yesterday? No, he's a little piece of a veal. nice piece of milk-fed oh, veal. Oh yeah! Without the context, it just sounds crude. Mm-hmm. I laughed all weekend. I want to be creepy. I today. thought about Yurko saying that all weekend. I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. <laughs> Tyler would taste like veal. It's the best. Good times, guys. Oh god! Really exciting what? time in sports what for me you, right oh, now, my guys. Goodness. What are you most excited it's, about? It's Doc totally, Rivers possibly to the Bucks? I am not uh, excited about that at all. Doc's been good as an analyst. I wish he would yeah. stay there. I like listening to Doc. I miss Jeff Van Gundy. Though. After their close yeah, call. Yeah, I love Van Gundy. That's After true. Milwaukee's close call against Detroit, right, the coach said, I need a little bit more defensive presence. He may have gotten after his guys, 
and some butts may have been hurt well, up there. This started in week two. Now, all of a sudden, I understand. I'm thinking about the latest thing that okay. has happened right. that may have triggered what happened today. Maybe. Okay? You want to focus on what happened in October, feel uh, free. I mean, I'm focusing on today. It took two okay? Weeks for them to not so, like today. Uh, I think that's what ended up happening to, today was the reaction to that criticism of the players not willing to play defense Maybe. against the Detroit. You know what they need? Specifically. They need a good Montez Sweat deal. Trying to talk NBA with you what, and you you're sitting here lambasting well, well, no, me. That's, that fixes all good, all the defensive Johnny problems. Johnny Roundball just walked in. I thought you were going to make like a Zach joke. Like they need a good Zach Levine trade or oh, something. Yeah. They could use him. No one's trading. No one's trading. Nobody. No Zach. one's trading for Nobody. Zach. He's no useless. One? Anybody that analyzed him and thought he was a top 10 player or a 20 oh, player in this league or he was an that. alpha. Anybody that ever came down the pipeline and said he I, was an alpha I'm, player. I thought he'd be a top 20 so player. Dead wrong. I did. I got the benefit of Hindsight. I want to. I want you to know that I got the benefit of hindsight. I got the benefit, you get the benefit of, of cheap shots. What, what you, you didn't have that with the benefits. Uh, the athleticism, the shooting ability, the the take it to the hoop. Uh, I thought he would develop into a top twenty player. Frank Williams was a the shot maker. I mean, I, you know, Frank Williams. Frank, you're yeah. comparing him to from Pure Emmanuel. <laughs> Frank Williams. Frank, Frank Williams. Frank is that Williams where he was a great athlete. Was he a Pure Emmanuel. Yeah, Frank Williams. Yeah, Pure Emmanuel. Yeah. Frank Williams from Pure. Played he went to Illinois. Went to Illinois. Did he play in the NBA? He did with the Bulls. Played with the Bulls. He was the greatest practice player ever. They said. Then the game started, and they were like, Frank. What like what happened? It's Are a you lie. sure you're the same? They don't no, like lying. he had a twin. It's lying. That they were like that. Frank was sending to the games. Like this isn't right. Maybe Frank was playing it 100 percent, and everyone else who practice was playing it. Bring him off to 60%. the side. Like he'd get in the bench in the game. He'd be like Frank. Are, are you talking shoot around or practice? Practice. He was like is, the greatest practice it was, player it ever. It was bizarro, Frankie. Who is his teammate at Illinois who played a pure Emmanuel was, as well? Um, Kendall Gill. A, more of a defensive oh. guy, like a forward. Steven Roger Powell? No, was no, Roger, no, no, no. Was, no. He was on the team. Frankie was on that, like, yeah, the, earlier. It was, it was, like, a, a, just a, a few years Archibald? earlier. Was it Rex Stewart? But, they, but he was from Scotland. Remember, Sylvie? Remember the No, thing? it wasn't Robert Archibald. There was someone else from Peoria Manual. Did you make up that name? I thought it, from uh, Peoria. Not Sergio. Where are my Illinois people? Jamie Brandon. Sergio McLean? He was from uh, here. Jamie Brandon was from King, wasn't he? Yeah, he was from King. Marcus Liberty was Was from here. Was it McLean? Yes. Sergio Sergio McLean. I was going to say that, but you guys said it was too too recent. And his pappy His dad was the coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He went with the players. Sergio. That's it. Sergio McClain. I feel so I much better. I didn't mean to take us down that rabbit hole. Sorry. No, that's okay. I just, Illinois basketball for 500. Well, did you see what they just did? They got the Shannon guy back on yeah, board. Yes, uh, Terry oh, Shannon's boy. back. Yes. Good player. Uh, you well, I know the college Shannon? game is right in Johnny's wheelhouse. Yeah, but I'm the, getting there. The, I'm the getting there. Post football. Game. The minute football stops, I jump back on board. Sure. Yeah. I think most of us do. Yeah, I was there early. You know, when I went to the big thing that they had, the State Farm Classic, mm-hmm. I was there early. Mm-hmm. But you see who got activated now, who finally got his eligibility. Yeah, the kid from the big uh, kid. Croatia. Yeah, even well, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. See? Tyler sent me like an update. All of a sudden, I got an update from my little veal guy. <laughs> Boom! My little there it was. An update yep. that my guy was active. Yeah, he played the other that. day at 12 points. I did see that. Boy, yeah. they're dangerous. Big that Atkinson Kentucky Tuskie. squad is dangerous. Yes, indeed. Seven foot one guy can go inside, outside. Hello. What you got? I mean, look, I mean. Was this I, just about Giannis saying, you know what, I don't like playing for oh, him? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you guys, this I'm not kidding. This was like two weeks into the season the Bucks yeah. weren't happy with him. So they've got the second best record in the conference. I know. That's what I was saying. I mean. This is, I'm guessing Giannis and Dame not sure. liking him and. 
feeling that maybe they're not getting the most. They didn't like Budenholzer. Now maybe, they don't like. These maybe we should don't get like one, Maybe we should get one of their co-owners on to talk about it. Maybe what's maybe going on in tomorrow? Milwaukee? Huh? If, only in studio. Knew, if only we knew one of their co-workers, yeah. or one of their co-owners. Co-owners, yeah. Me. Yes, we know a lot of co-workers. We just don't know it's a lot. Not of often co-owners. like we'd kick around some NBA topics before the NFL this time of year. But I mean, last night really was something. It oh, was crazy. What I mean, night. wasn't um, the hockey? Uh, a John Paxson uh, special yes, too, locker room guy. Favorite. Yes, he was a another guy that yes. they had to have yes. for culture in the locker room. I covered uh, the Hawk when he was here. He was liked. Now I don't know about his you know pr- transition as a coach. I know he's been a a hot name the last couple of coaching sure. cycles, but the Hawk was very well liked and as the a Hawk player. Guy, it's Andre Dawson. No, no, not no. that hawk. Not that hawk. They call Andre Adrian Griffin the Hawk. How about including myself, Ed, Ed Belfort, and Ed Belfort. And, 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 <laughs> And I bet if you looked, I bet you he played more games in the NBA than you might think. He was very oh, well yeah. respected as a as a player and kind of a Where locker room Where was he before guy. Milwaukee? But Toronto. Yes, he was an assistant with oh, Nick yeah. Nurse, I believe. Right, Sylvie, mm-hmm. wasn't he? With Nick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing you figure it might have made him, you know. Made him good. Helped and made him made good. Made him good. Not everybody's Not Nick so much. Nurse. You know? Not that everybody's first chair is different than the second chair. And you're, amen. Yes. You're right about that. So Nick Nurse uh, getting some primetime love yesterday after the Embiid game. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the, well, he's the coach. Yeah, that's right. that's what <laughs> yeah. And the, his team's pretty good. Embiid's something. But, but I'm like, I, I was like uh, Yurko, where I was focused more on the NBA yesterday yeah. from a general perspective just because of what was going on in the league. 100%. I, I had NBA TV on yesterday had, because of yeah, everything. Yes. How could you not? When you that's found out surprised. what was going on, it's yeah. like, well. Because I think it was co- a college basketball night for it, ESPN. It, it was. And I don't believe anything was on TNT. So if I wanted stuff, yeah. I had to go to the I had to go to the NBA channel. I unfortunately, uh, I was I was having a uh, poker game. No, a pork shoulder yesterday. A little bit of pork shoulder, very tasty and flavorful. Can't eat a pork uh, shoulder I with a TV. I turned to my right in one of the ESPN channels, maybe the Ocho or the Deuce or something was on there. North Carolina women's basketball. Yeah, that was what they chose to put on at the uh, local restaurant that I was eating close to the bar. And North Carolina men's basketball was on too yesterday. You you week, I, I, think, I think I was watching ladies basketball. Are you, had, you had a double header of yeah, North little, Carolina basketball? It was a little slow. It was a little slower, you know? <laughs> it was a little bit more methodical. Okay. Good passing. And? Good passing. Fundamentals and? were sound. Okay, and? Well, that's what was on. There was not a lot of on. So when you go to the NBA basketball, I get why you're going to NBA basketball. Yes. There weren't many options unless you're willing Could to you watch re- a movie. Could you? Oh, the- Requested a change? No, I didn't want to upset the apple cart. Okay. Looked like a lot of people were up there looking at the game on the TV. I'm not one to sit there and go, oh, I have to have what I want on. Oh, we no. flipped it on right when I, I went found along out with it. How many games the in the NBA history have had a scorer of 70 points or more? How many games? I don't know. I tell no, you, how many individual how many players? players? Oh, I'd oh, say probably a dozen. Twenty? No, maybe maybe really? 20 20 maybe that have 16. scored seventy or more? Yeah. yeah. I think Wilt did it three times. Well, I mean, Wilt. Uh, well, David Robinson, right. Dame Lillard, Kobe. James Harden, Kobe, David Thompson, David Thompson. Last year was the two guys, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Nine. Nine. Another Nine. guy, nine. Nine. Oh, so we've got seven. Yeah, uh, there's. Uh, Who did it last Embiid. year again? I said Embiid. Dame. No. 
Oh, Dame Lillard. Yeah. So I'm, I need one more. I think I got Larry, a whole one. Did Bird Booker did, done it? Did Bird? Oh, Devin Booker. Devin Booker there you go. did it. Yes. Devin Booker did Bird it. Bird never did, did it. Get all the names? Bird never did it. Michael no. never did it. Michael 69 never did it. was Michael. 69. Never did it. Nice. Yeah. That was an overtime nice. game. Kareem, Karim, Abdul yes. Jabbar never did it, right? I No, Kareem, no, I don't Kareem believe Kareem never did it. did it either. Do you know the last time two guys had 60 plus? I gave Yurko this trivia we question. We did this On the one. same night? Yeah. It was Steve Thompson did somebody. And, and George Gervin. Yeah, that's Not right. The Iceman. Ice the final game of 1978. The Iceman cometh. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Nobody, nobody's silky or, sm- or silky smoother oh, than George, George Gervin. Gervin. was unbelievable. I mean, and he was the like year, the finger roll master. Yeah. And was, the year David Robinson did it. Yeah, which I was right. It was 94. Right. Yeah. 94. Uh, Shaq Fu he and Shaq. had 55, and they were going for a scoring title together. And Robinson won it with like, yeah. he, he finished at like 29.7 points per game or something. You just, you're just laying in the weeds. You're playing dumb that you don't have NBA, a ton of NBA knowledge. Listen, that's what I do. You just bring the bar down so Listen, it's so easy to leap every over. Every once in a while, my guy Carmen's going to be an expert at something. He is much more knowledgeable in basketball, NBA basketball, than I am. So what do I do? I let you the defer. man run with it. Yeah, I let the man run, and what am I like in uh, in in the, the the rail bowling game, the bowling where you got the alleys get blocked so the kids never get gutter balls. I'm there just You're to keep rail? Carmen out of the gutter. Okay. Well, Carmen goes off track a little bit. I'm just there to bounce them back into the lane. That's it. Good invention or bad invention, Yerk? I think it's terrible invention. You it think rewards, they should learn how to bowl rewards, without without? Uh, t- t- it's too pronged. It rewards mediocrity, but it does keep the interest with the youngsters. Right. So you can take them bowling. But there should never be a youngster in the bowling alley after 5 p.m. <laughs> that type of silliness bowling should be at noon, 11 a.m. It's actually parties, I think I you know, sodas and stuff like that for the kids. Clean the whole place up and get ready for adult swim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> adult bowling. Red pin bowling night. Candlelight bowling. Naked the bowling. Good stuff. Do you yeah. want the porn overhead? Sure. Swinger bowling. Why not? How come they've never Swinger thought bowling? about that? Swinger bowling. <laughs> where, like, if you pick up a 7-10 split, you get to trade. You send the ladies over and you get another lady. Lane's ladies over. Swinger bowling. I'm Why does it have to be ladies? Sounds Why like a can a woman, a woman pick a woman, up a 7-10? If a woman picks up a 7-10, the guys, the guys go over. Seven ten. Nobody's getting seven no. tens. I mean, well, it's a rare. Well, if you do, Carm, you get a little extra something. I guess. Yeah. Don't act like this isn't a thing. What, about, what if you get from? a turkey? What happens uh, if you get a turkey? Oh, yeah. Three strikes in a row. Yeah. yeah. Gobble you gobble. Choose from the. You gobble, choose gobble. from the next Tommy, two lanes. Gobble choose gobble. Choose from the next two lanes. For I, a I think that's a threesome. That I think yes. when you get a turkey, that's a threesome. Oh boy. I don't Your know. Your choice. We're going to jail after. Well, isn't it? Isn't a turkey four in no, a row? No, no three. three. That's right. Okay, three my bad. Three. three strikes is a turkey. Three strikes. Mellor's a, a skier. He's not. How about a strike on a beer frame? <laughs> what do you get? Mellor's not, you get? not hanging out with the in cheap people. In swinger bowling, what happens when you get a strike during the beer frame? What's the beer frame? Fifth, fifth frame is the I beer frame. I don't think I knew that. The fifth frame is the fifth beer frame. Every is beer is a frame. frame. Uh, every, so what is that? Is, is that frame. if you don't get uh, the, That's who buys the the round of beer? Well, how does the beer frame work? Do you, you have an strike, open frame? You, you get a beer, you get a free beer. Oh, you have a beer frame. frame. You get a beer, you get a free beer. You get a free beer. Absolutely. The drink of choice at the the bowling alley? Yeah, you got? Miller High Life. It should what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Tonics at the bowling alley? For sure. Well, I'm just saying, like, which beer? It should Bush be Miller too. High Life. I bet you Bush is very popular at the bowling alley. I bet, I bet <laughs> where I you go me. it is. 
His method of thinking, his methodology. And if I can get inside his brain for a second, I think I can help the guy take off in his comic career. Give him some lessons. I'm not lessons. I need to know the way the man thinks. Okay, you just don't give lessons. Not every joke is for every individual. Who's the guy who who runs Saturday Night Live? Lorne Michaels. You're the Lorne Michaels. Uh, Please don't compare me to him. Why? Not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan of him. That he's still in charge, isn't he? I tubes. think he's still in charge. Yeah. That program has gone down the tubes. I don't know what's wrong with Lauren It's unfortunate. He used to be really funny, really talented. He did oversee it when it was funny, though, too. I remember. I said it's dropped off. It's time to put him out to pasture. Okay? <laughs> Take him, send him out, and let him look at the stars or something. I can't remember the last time I watched SNL, actually. But mm-hmm. that's right. I just can't even. You're more likely to get a snippet on your phone. Yeah, that's You it. know, you'll yeah. get a snippet. And then they play the best Weekend of the best. no good anymore. So here's like, the best thing you can do, though. Is it, I didn't. I, mean, I, I mean, watched for 90 once, minutes twice. when they send you the entertaining 30 seconds. I know. You, you ain't got to sit there and the rock for stuff. 90 minutes. They'll give you the best 30 seconds. They'll send it out. And here's the crazy thing. There was thing. a time. There there's was a time. Usually, there's usually only 30 entertaining seconds. So they'll send their best out. It's usually only 30 seconds. I mean, there's nothing else there. I remember when we were, even when we were kids, how much, my kids wouldn't even, if you said Saturday Night Live, they'd have no idea what that when, is. When we were teenagers, None. it was must-see TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, like, I'm remembering the early days of Belushi and Aykroyd and Bill Murray. My favorite years, though, were, Bill Hartman was one of my favorite. Phil Hartman, yes. Phil Hartman, Phil Hartman. yeah, I call him Bill, Phil. Well, Phil Hartman. Hall of Fame for uh, me. No question. Totally agree. Farley, that crew, like Hartman, Farley, uh, Sandler, Spade, Spade, yes. with, Spade, Spade yeah. with Farley. Yes. Like that, that crew was awesome. Dynamite. Totally At agree. least David Spade was smart enough to say, hey, I should do movies with Farley. Because yes. on my own, yeah. I kind of stink. Remember how good, like, uh, you know, or how big it was when you were the musical guest on SNL? Oh, yeah. Like, oh. And now I'm good times. Kids wouldn't even know if you said, do you guys know what Saturday Night Live is? They'd have no idea. Ne- they probably I, never heard I can't tell you when the last time I watched it. No, no idea. Well, I didn't like even I know said, Lauren Michaels was still running. Still I there. think, yeah, yeah. I believe he is. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. He's got to have naked pictures of somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Asked well, him. I think Matt Patricia does. I don't entity, know if right? Lauren Michaels does. Did that. Matt Patricia get another job? I, he might. That he, that he was even calling plays in a playoff game is staggering to me. Mid-season, he got I, I, it's, appointed it's insane. defensive coordinator. What are they thinking? What is happening? Where they're with... changing coordinators again yeah. for the second straight year. Where's that? They're changing their, their coordinators Philly. for the second oh, yeah. straight year. Yeah. The last time it was good because their guys got jobs. This right. time they just fired everybody. Steichen was their guy and went to, to yeah, Indy. And well, then Brian and Johnson didn't go well. And you'll remember the first year of Sirianni... Remember, the first oh, yeah. half of that season, oh, he yeah. called plays. Yes. Guess when it started getting good? When Steichen took the over. The next year and a half, yeah. it was good when Steichen yes. took over. Yeah. I think we're learning who the brains of the operation in Philly was. Sirianni never really called plays in Indy when he oh, was know, when he was the OC. It was no, really right. Frank Wright, yeah. yeah. In the minute, in, like, 
and again, this wasn't last year. This was the year before when they turned it around the second half. They went down to Tampa. They lost badly to Brady and the Bucks in the playoffs. But they oh, made yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was was bad. They made the playoffs, and it the, the turnaround really coincided with yeah. Shane Steichen taking yeah. over. Yeah. And even in Indy this year, you consider what Steichen had to deal with. I think he did a good job. Nice. So. Like that. Yurko, like that. Yurko, you, you want to draft based on the mock drafts, right? No, I don't like drafting based on the mock drafts. No, I think the Bears are in a unique position where they can go out and take a look and analyze all the quarterbacks that are going to be available in the first round. They put them in the order, and then if they're going to draft a quarterback, I want them to position themselves for the guy they think is the best player. Period. I don't like the fact that everybody said Bryce Young was the number one quarterback. If the Bears kept the number one, they were going to draft Bryce Young. They would have never drafted C.J. Stroud. That's all I say. Oh, you passed? No, we didn't. We passed on Bryce well, Young. Well, wait a second, because though. Carolina said Bryce Young was the number one. Well, Johnny, guy. Carolina, there has been like there have been rhetoric and talk after the fact does not make a difference for anything. Yes, it does. Anybody can say whatever they want once they find out Bryce Young might not be as good as they thought they were. At the end were. of the day, if David Tepper says you're drafting this guy, who are you drafting? Doesn't matter. The Bears of were in a position to do what? I'm not talking about Draft the Bears. The I'm talking I about, the, talking Car- about the, the, the Carolina Bears. Panthers. He's saying because the Bears, Bears would have never the made the one. conclusion that C.J. They C. would have never concluded that C.J. Stroud was going to be better than Bryce Young. They would have gone along with the conventional thinking that everybody was giving you. They're always That wrong. Bryce Young was the number one guy. Get it right. But, yeah, yeah how, how do, do you Texans? know that? Don't be the Panthers. Yeah. Well, history will oh, tell t- us that. Yeah, no, no, wait, the yeah. Texans, Lovey Smith did the Texans the greatest oh, thing in the world. amazing. Well, no question. Because amazing. if the Texans were number one, they were taking Bryce Young. Too. That is true. That, that yes. part is that true. Is true. But Carolina, the, the Carolina's coaching staff did deem C.J. Stroud number one. Nah. And the, yes. Late stories. The owner stepped late in. Late stories. Late stories. No, 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 they weren't late. Yeah. This is what was circulating. The sour milk. Well, you can't, you yeah. can't have you both. You didn't want to hear it. Sour no, milk, hear sour it. puppies, sour this, No, just sour like that. Greg Oden went number one, it was up to, it was up to <laughs> NBA uh, decision makers to find out KD was better. Yes. Like it, Although, you, in fairness, I do well, think Which is what I'm asking good. the Bears to do. I'm asking Put the Bears I, if they're going to yeah, draft a quarterback. Who's your number one guy? Put yourself in a position to get that. You might already be there at number one. Get it right. With Caleb Williams. But if the whole world believes Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft and he's the next coming of Patrick Mahomes, that puts the Bears in a unique position where, hey, we think somebody else is much better. We're going to get out of one. We're going to put ourselves here, and we're going to draft the guy that we think is the best quarterback. That's all I'm asking the you, Bears You want to value, then, if there's a consensus on number one. Right. If there's a consensus on one, which there seems to be, right? Oh, you, uh, Does there seem to be a consensus? It, it sounds yes. like Caleb Williams yes. is going number one no matter what. Well, no, no matter no, who's drafted. Now, now, now you've got Mel's, to do your analysis. Mel's first mock has Jaden Daniels at number two. Yes, now. he does. I don't think there's any doubt that the consensus is Caleb Williams. Yeah, okay, then that's all. Then that's not a problem. And if they believe that Caleb Williams is a better... Them. You draft them number one. And you better, and just get it right. If you don't, right. you do your own analyses, and in your own analyses you identify a quarterback that you think is better, then you move out of one and position yourself to be able to get that's the guy that you That's what we've been saying for best. months. That's it's simple. Here, here's the only question about... I heard you guys talking about what... Um, Sasha Bonix. What? Love Sasha Wayne in? My guy, yeah. Sasha. Sasha likes Bonet. Yeah, Sasha. Trade Del- down for Bonet. Sasha Delinovich, my guy. Well, we you want shout out to, yeah, shout out to Sasha. Yeah. Um, so to Greg Olson's point about um, the cap room and, and all things being equal, you reset the clock. 
The only counterpoint to this, and I tried to bring this up, and this is what other people have have, uh, brought up to us. If you deem Justin Fields and Caleb Williams equal, the counter to resetting the clock is keeping Justin Fields, trading down, getting more first-round picks. What's more valuable? Having a few more first-round picks in Justin Fields, so therefore you trade down, you get Marvin Harrison Jr., you get a couple of additional first-round picks, less cap room, or you draft Caleb Williams number one and having more cap room, but no other first-round picks. Good question. Unless you Do you know what, what's more valuable? I think the picks are indeed more valuable than cap room. What if you could get a that first would round meet, pick for That Justin? would tell me at that point then that they're not sold, that the other guys in the draft are, are better than Justin. So that, to me, would lead to me trading those picks and moving forward. It, you, you've got to. And I, I've always believed that the resetting the clock is one thing. If you definitively believe one of these guys is better than the guy you have, yeah, then you make the decision, I, 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 yes. and the clock being reset is an ancillary byproduct, and it's, it's a positive going forward. If it's close or you're undecided, then you, I think you trade the pick. Because hmm. it's got more value than Justin? But, right, but it, like, if you're saying at the very least his, his ceiling or his floor is Justin's ceiling, then that's a different conversation. Right. right. I, I, I was just bringing up the Olsen point about all right. things being equal. That's what he said. He said what, tie goes what, to... What, what's, what's, what's a bigger uh, balance sheet in addition to all things being equal? More cap room or having more first-round picks? Probably having more first-round picks, right? That's all I was countering to Olsen. Good it's got to be a definitive, the other guy is better than Fields okay. for me to, to segue and move away from him. All right. All right, boys, some more conversation on all this, right? Oh, why yeah. not? Okay. Yeah. You know, we're going to do a town hall today, too, okay. with town some hall. of the reporters. You're going to call in Tyler at four, Kudin Johnny. Tyler did a town hall. I why like don't you it? call in at four, Johnny? Do you Johnny, want to be a part be... of it? No. Well, I think this is an independent thing. You guys got me for 25 minutes here where I gave you my thoughts. Sure. I think what you need now is some, my life is richer. Some independent voices that you I guys like want to bring in from the perimeter to offer maybe a unique well, thought. Well, we've had opinion, we've had a cancellation, so I thought Who maybe we could you? fit you in. Who canceled on Jay you? Jay Mack. What did he have? A high school uh, team meeting? Yeah. What did he have? It's recruiting There's, time. Yeah, it's yeah, big recruiting time. So he has oh, coaches. Oh, congrats to Jay Mack. He's got a kid. I think that signed today. Hold on. Oh, college recruiting time from the college is coming into the high school. Yes. Oh, I get that. So why don't you play the role of Jay Mack today? Can't do that. Call Briggsy. All right. Yeah, you call Briggsy. Well, you got a golf game today. You got a golf game today. You can't join us. I'm going to go home and work on my flexibility. I got a little yoga. Have a little fun. yoga today. The hot yoga? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So at four, we're going to ask all the people. I want to know more about this hot yoga, Some though. Are you, na- are you naked on the hot yoga? Always. 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 Oh, yeah. but he's not doing hot yoga. I got I to gotta wash everything down afterwards. <laughs> a lot of hair and such. Mm. Like fluids. What? Yeah, Why do you have fluids in the body? The sweat. I mean, it's hard work. It is hot. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking... Perspiration. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were doing something else. Perspiration's a fluid, right? I, right. I just didn't know well, if there I mean, was something get else. Get your mind out of the gutter, Tom, for five seconds once, please. No. This is a professional broadcasting no. company. Not when you're sitting in here. <laughs> uh, so we're going to ask them: Did the Bears get it right? And then, uh, who are they predicting the Bears uh, start at uh, opening day at quarterback? Ooh, I like it. Ballsy. Right now, you, you got to put, you gotta put your name to it. <laughs> 
Nine months from now. Guys, guys are already canceling their, their Twitter is, accounts is right Cronin now. coming out? Yes. Who is that? Cronin yes. coming out? Courtney, uh, Dion, uh, Patrick Finley, Potsy. What about Peggy? Well, why don't we put Peggy in there? Peggy yeah, let's get Peggy. That's a good idea. She's got thoughts. She's never shy. She right. won't couch an opinion. She'll, she'll let you know what she does. That's for sure. Have a great show. We'll be listening. Where are you going? What do you got, a date? Home. Jeez. All right. We're keeping it here. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Johnny. All right. So 312-332-3776. We also have the 49th moment of things that need to be cut out of our memory from the last 50 years in Chicago sports. Will Bond at five. We do have room to talk some bulls today Ooh. after that uh, last second loss to the Suns. That was a collapse. Last night. They did collapse last night. <laughs> What was it, a 16, 17-point lead at the half? Yeah, they were down, They were up like 20-something at one point. And, um, and KD went and did what he does. Which is just shot make. His double-clutch final shot of the game was one of the, the prettiest things you've ever what seen. What is, uh, what's his name, who um, Carmen calls, what does he call? Pudwack? Pudwack, Gra- that's uh, right, Grayson, Grayson Allen. Allen. Grayson Allen sold that foul, the offensive foul on uh, on Debo last night. Demar Derozan, that was a big like. Bulls fans were not happy about that. They were they were pissed about the officiating. But when you blow a twenty point lead, there are other things besides officiating to blame. I thought it was a I thought it was a pretty good decision by by uh, what's his name. Frank, what's his name? What's Frank? Frank Vogel to actually uh, throw the flag. Throw the flag. Why not? Worked out well for them. It did. It did. All right. So uh, your your calls at three one two three three two three seven. You know what I forgot? Did Carmen leave? Is is he still? He's uh, gone. He is. I I forgot to play the analytics stuff oh. from Cap on the the analytics. They they had a big. You want to hear it now? There was a big analytics discussion. You know, Wilbon's on today. Wilbon caught a, a, some flack um, with some of the media. Th- awful announcing tweeted it out. Greg Olson was responding to Wilbon too. You know he and he's he's brought this up with us about um, he doesn't like what the analytics say about when to go or when not to go for it because he doesn't think the broadcasts do a good job of telling us like well what does this mean you should go for it here. Because do the analytics say on on fourth and one you have a fifty one percent chance of converting? Is it is that based on your analytics um, against this defense um, in this situation? He doesn't like he doesn't know what all the information is based on. That's what he doesn't like about it. And so he was taking some flack about that today. Cap had a similar analytics rant in in. Uh, you guys were tweeting about this, or at least not tweeting, but texting in our group chat about this on Sunday in the Lions game when Tampa was down 14 and they went for two to cut it to six because that's what the analytics say to do. It says when you're down two touchdowns later in the game in the fourth quarter that you should always go for two. That way you have a chance to cut it to six, and then therefore you have a chance to win the game. Because going for two twice is basically, you know, you've got a greater than 50-50% chance of converting one of them. So it's basically the same chance as what? Making two field goals? Yeah. Two extra points? Yeah. Well, and don't forget to. And then you leave yourself a chance to win the game. 
And in addition, the math is more favorable nowadays since they've moved the extra point back. It used to be like 98% the extra point when you'd make it. it I think it's like close to like 92, 93 right, now. Right. So like you can't just assume that you're going to hit both extra points if you come back and score two touchdowns trailing by 14. And, and Mellor, you always thought, I remember this in real time when this happened, that when they moved the extra point back, you thought there would be more of a groundswell of coaches who would go for two more often. I did. I, I, I naively thought the coaches would embrace it more. Maybe they have a little Tomlin bit. did it at first. But I thought it would be a little more overwhelming that they would want to go for two more often because... I forgot guys like Mike McCarthy were in charge of NFL franchises. Well, listen, I think it's the path of least resistant, right? You're not going to be criticized for attempting an extra point with your kicker. But if you miss the two, that's an easy one to arm well, to your quarterback. I also think, too, Jeff, that early in games, you know, like the, the theory is, is don't start taking chances like that till later in the game. Don't give up. Yeah, take the don't points take on the board. The, the easy points on the board. Yes. I think that's been consensus perspective from NFL coaches for quite some time. I had no problem with what they were trying to do personally because I had the, uh, the Bucks plus six and a half. And not just that, I just didn't like the play call. I, I know that Mike Evans is a borderline, If I don't know how people feel about him. I mean, he probably ends up in the Hall of Fame, but he's still a fantastic player. He's got good size. I'm still not a huge fan of the fade route. It's a low percentage throw. Throw the, the back shoulder fade. Throw the stop fade. I just didn't like the play. I thought the decision was fine. By the way, the Bears did tweet out, too. It, that Shane Waldron is officially their offensive coordinator. Signed his contract. It was, yes. So, the, and I, I like, there's some really good stuff. Probably a lot of people already knew, but I think it's worth mentioning in case you didn't know a lot about Shane Waldron, like where he got his start, some of the stock that he comes from, more than just the, being a McVeigh guy. Uh, I, I, like, he, he really comes from uh, an interesting background. 312-332-3776. So this was, uh, this was Cap. This morning, I thought it was an interesting uh, analytics rant. I wanted to play it for Carmen, though. The two-point conversion attempt. Stupid. Objectively the correct call. No. Stupid. Dumb. That's when you're wedded to freaking analytics. And it's correct. It's stupid. You kick the extra point, you get the ball back, potentially, and you go down and you make a a, a, a touchdown and an extra point, and we're going to overtime. You don't roll the dice. So heaven forbid, if I get the first two-pointer, now I can try and win the game. Well, guess what? You didn't. It's dumb. It's simple math, man. You need two touchdowns either way. No matter what, you need to score twice. You have a better than 50% chance of converting it at least once. If you get it on the first, you can win the game without going to overtime. It's easy. It's the easiest decision you can make. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I kicked the extra point. My team is playing them nose to nose. We're going overtime. I'm not rolling the dice on two-point conversions. What if you miss the extra point? They're not guarantees anymore. The odds of me missing the extra point versus making the two are overwhelmingly in my favor. Not really. Making both twos or making one of two twos, you probably have as good a chance of doing that as you do of hitting two no extra shot. points. No shot. I I hate the over-reliance on analytics in sports. Well, hate it with a passion. And again, analytics have a role. But I remember having this discussion with Theo, and he said, boy, I have this reputation because I went to Yale that I'm all analytics. He goes, we're more than 50% not analytics. Gut feel and what our eyes tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate the over-reliance. That's what it is. The analytics say you do the F 
the analytics. What does hmm. my gut tell me? I'm an NFL head coach. What does my gut say? Yeah. Not some guy in my headset. Well, what is morning. your success rate of your field goal, of your extra points? What's your success rate of two-point plays? Are you a good two-point play team? Some teams are better at it than others. Uh, for me, I'd factor it all in. That's why as a, as a, as a non-bias, I didn't have a dog in the hunt other than a bet. I had no problem with either call. Like, if he would have kicked the extra point, if Todd Bowles would have kicked the extra point, I wouldn't have raged. The one thing I'll, I'll push back, and I am generally an analytics guy, if you do convert that first two-point conversion and you do cut it to six, now you've let your opponent know that if they give up a subsequent touchdown, they're most likely going to lose. So maybe the Lions aren't the best opponent because you know Dan Campbell's going to be aggressive. But other teams, if you let you give them the information that, hey, now you're only up by six, all of a sudden you've given them the knowledge too that, hey, if we give up, if we have to punt here, we're putting ourselves in a less than advantageous position. So you're you're giving your opponent extra knowledge if you do convert it. That's the one thing that's never discussed. That they would go for it. They 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 may be more aggressive if they're only up by six as opposed to being up by seven. That's the one piece that's never that's not factored in. But you may force them too to be more aggressive and And get better field position. Well, not just that, but that's true. But you could also, the clock becomes an issue because if you throw passes and they're incomplete instead of running the football, then you may get the ball back sooner. So, look, I, I just think that, it's like the, at the that's end of the, the day. No, I know, but that's the added element that's never talked about. Like, yeah. I don't know if I want the other team being more aggressive. It depends I, I, on who I the like, other team is. True, but I like when they're like, oh, we got to run the ball. We're trying to, you know, three runs into the line of scrimmage. I oftentimes like that as a fan. You're giving my team a shot. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. All right, and then uh, do you want some information here from the Waldron press release? So Shane Waldron is a fit. We knew this yesterday that Shane Waldron was getting hired by the Bears. 44 years old. Last three years, he's been the OC in Seattle. When Pete Carroll got uh, let go, whatever, however they've termed it, but basically they said, we, we no longer want you as our coach. Shane Waldron became available to talk to other teams. Um, this is, uh, here are some of the quotes that uh, the Bears released. This is from Andy Berflus. We are excited to add Shane to our coaching staff. I also want to thank all the candidates we spoke to throughout the interview process. This was a very exhaustive search, but in the end, I am grateful the journey led us to Shane. He is a great teacher and communicator with the diverse coaching background among some of the game's most elite head coaches. That's what caught my eye the most. Um, I look forward to partnering with him as we build out the rest of the staff and get him started here. Like, a lot of people have talked about, which I think is, is, is awesome, the McVay coaching tree. He started with Sean McVay in 2016 um, with the Redskins. He followed him all the way. Uh, to L.A. Uh, one year with him was Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur then went to Tennessee as the O.C. Uh, and then he became the Packers head coach. And also in L.A. when he was with McVay, um, Zach Taylor is the coach of the Bengals. So in that McVay coaching tree, he was exposed to a lot of future head coaches. Um, besides just coaching under McVay, his first head coaching experience uh, in the NFL was under Bill Belichick. And then, of course, his latest boss was Pete Carroll. Try to do three better 
head coaches than Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, and Bill Belichick in the NFL. Charlie Weiss didn't ruin him in the process. Charlie Weiss, uh, I, I saw today, was the guy who gave him his first coaching job. Charlie Weiss was the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots when, after he graduated college, I think he went to Tufts Mm -hmm. in Boston. He was an intern for the New England Patriots. After Charlie Weiss left the Patriots to become the head coach at uh, Notre Dame, he hired him as a grad assistant at Notre Dame where he spent three years under Charlie Weiss. After him being the grad assistant in, at Notre Dame for three years, he went back to New England, where he was a coach for two years, including one year as the tight ends coach, I believe in 2009, under Bill Belichick then. So he, like, that's a pretty good, like, you have learned from really good head coaches. And I, what I like about it, too, is you've learned from head coaches who have a lot of different backgrounds, it's not that same type of coach. Belichick is much different than Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is different than Sean McVay. And I think at a young 44 years old, you, you've seen a lot in your years in the NFL. He's been exposed to a number of different systems, that's for sure. And he's actually called plays, and he's, and he's had success calling plays with Seattle, including uh, a good reclamation project in Geno Smith the last two years. You want some stats from uh, the Seattle? Uh, this is what the Bears list on their website. In three seasons in Seattle, Waldron's offense ranked thirds in, third in yards per touch, 7.8. Third in big plays passing. Do you know what that constitutes? 20 yards or more. 20 yards or more. Um, fourth in big plays rushing. Uh, fifth in completion percentage, 66.6%. Eighth in yards per reception, tied for tenth in passing touchdowns. Most of this is 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 big plays passing, which is going to be could be very indicative on what the Bears want to do. This Seahawks offense also ranked tied for first in turnovers, fifty three, second in interceptions, thirty first, fifth in interception percentage at one point nine percent, meaning they were low. That that's low, right? Like. First in turnovers, that's they were number one in fewest. Yes, that's how I read it. That they were tied for first with the the least amount of turnovers. Right, on because the if offense. you rank thirtieth or higher, you're not good at much. So, and second in interceptions, and the second least amount in only thirty one interceptions over those three years. Ball comes out quick in this offense, or that's what it's supposed to do. There's a lot of boot action in it as well. I mean, it's, I'm sure he's taken pieces from different places he's been and, and kind of put it all together. I'm interested. I, look, I, I thought this was a situation that was calling for someone who has done this in the past. He's done it for three years. That checks a box for me. So I'm willing to check and see how this goes. And I think you could have done worse. You mentioned this yesterday. I believe Geno Smith has averaged about 550 passing attempts in the last two years. They're going to throw it. Justin uh, Justin has averaged, Justin Fields has averaged 344 attempts in the last two years. Well, the run-pass ratio has been um, lopsided compared to many other teams because you are, in fact, 
I believe I read a stat too that the Bears were third over the last couple of years and called running back quarterback runs, and I believe this group was way down the list. So I think that they've only called. I think last year. They only called eight designed quarterback runs. So it's not a large component. And it's also a product of the quarterback he's been playing with. Because Geno Smith is not a quote-unquote dual threat guy that you're going to design a running game around. Right. So you think that this is bad news for Justin Fields with the Bears? Or do you think they could still look to get him up to speed in this offense? I don't think that you can definitively connect a ton of dots. If I was going to lean one way or the other, look, if you are coming from the Shanahan LaFleur tree and that style of offense, that is more of a quick, you know, ball coming out, ball throwing with anticipation, that I would think it would lean more away from Justin, or maybe they feel he still has those traits. They just need to be coached up, and it need to be needs to be honed. But I think it's dangerous to connect dots right now with these guys. I think the only dot I would have connected was if they would have hired Greg Roman. Then I would have dialed that thing straight to to Fields. Otherwise. I think you can lean one way or another, but I don't think it's definitive for me. It's funny you said that because I was thinking conversely, if they hired Kingsbury, I'd be like, they're drafting Caleb Williams. But those are the only two that seem to stand out. I wonder if they're still going to talk to Kingsbury about the quarterback job. Now, the offense that Kingsbury runs is different than the McVay-Shanahan thing. That's more frantic and I think more less disciplined than what these guys that are running now, the, the offense that Greg Olson referenced yesterday with us, it said there's only one offense, and it's that offense. Albert Breer was asked that question by Cap and J. Hood this morning about the possibility of Cliff Kingsbury becoming the Bears' quarterbacks coach. We will play that for you coming up. What are your thoughts? It is official. Shane Waldron is the new OC for the Bears. Did the Bears get it right? Shocking results in yesterday's poll question. I will tell you about what Bears fans think about this, and we will continue to take your phone calls. 312-332-3776. You can listen on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. Download that ESPN Chicago app. And don't forget, we've got the brand new YouTube channel up and running. You can watch us live on YouTube Live, ESPN Chicago. Make sure you subscribe to that channel. And, of course, we're always available on Twitch. It's twitch.tv, and our channel is ESPN 1000 Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Albert Breer joins Cap and J-Hood every Tuesday. Uh, Just about 8.35, I believe, is the time for him. He does great work for, for SI. And uh, this is uh, him this morning with the guys. Lots of good stuff in there about uh, the Bears and other football stuff. This is him on Cliff Kingsbury. And um, if he could be an option for the Bears as their quarterbacks coach. They had a long meeting with him on uh, the offensive coordinators gig. Remember, he right now is one of the assistant coaches at USC. It might make some sense. I mean, I think the problem is, like, from a systems perspective, does does it mesh, you know? And I'm not saying it would or wouldn't, but that's something you'd have to work out, you know? Just as far as teaching it and everything else, um, you know, people who are, um, you know, ensconced in the, in the, in the Shanahan-McVay system are very particular 
about how their system sets up and how their system works and how this and that, you know, how everything kind of comes together um, and the details of it are really important. And so um, that part of it would have to be worked out, you know, um, between Cliff and Shane. Uh, but, you know, there'd certainly be some, there'd be some, there'd be some, you know, positive to that. And I don't, I, I don't know what Cliff's appetite would be to, to go to the NFL as a quarterback's coach. I know he'd like to go as a coordinator. But I'm not sure um, if, you know, he'd be willing to leave USC to be a position coach in the league. That, that I'd, have to, I'd have to do a little more digging to figure that out. What do you think? I think it's a real concern that he would be somebody that, you know, has his eyes set on a loftier prize. Um, look, you heard guys like Jordan Love talk about the having to to be really dialed in to the the discipline of the system. And there was talk that Aaron Rodgers used to play the game in a different fashion and would break away from some of the things that were being taught. And then it would cause a little bit of confusion, especially with a young receiving core. So I think that there are some disciplines that go along with running the style of offense if Waldron brings that style that I don't think fit with that air raid style. So I don't know. I mean, guys have to be flexible, but it seems to me that maybe that would be like at USC, he was just a click below the head coach. Here he's two clicks below the head coach. So right. if he's comfortable with that, then then you know it's an option. But I, I like the fact that Ryan Poles is turning over every stone. Because I think there's one thing that Breer pointed out that I want to play when we come back. And then take all your calls at 332-3776. Because Waldron is not a quarterback developer per se. Like... His expertise, he came up through the league as a tight ends coach. So he's never coached the position. Like from a, so like the quarterback coach hire, I think, is going to be an important hire. 312-332-3776. We've got uh, 40 minutes of uninterrupted Waddle and Sylvie coming up next.